escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Tonight, the $449 million tax exemption request that has left the Finance Committee of Parliament deeply divided, with the NDC minority accusing government of handing out 5.5 billion CDs to MPP-affiliated companies under the One District, One Factory Initiative. They are taking your taxes and giving it to cronies of this administration. Some of the companies they are giving exemptions to, they claim that they have items at the port and they will need to clear them for them to be able to finish their factory. We did background checks. The items have already been cleared and the factory has already been completed. And I will name and shame these companies. They, they are in parliament as we speak. In fact, they are before the finance committee and they are begging us to approve it. And we are saying no, so we will not approve it. Plus, there's a finance minister about to resign after delivering the 2024 budget. Oh, there is rumor all over that the minister of finance is, is, is going to resign in the coming days. In fact, colleagues in parliament is all over. So we have to say bye-bye to him. This is Top Story with Evans Mensah. And Top Story is always brought to you by Vodafone, the NDC minorities tonight accusing the government of handing out an estimated 5.5 billion CDs worth of tax exemptions to MPP-affiliated companies under the One District, One Factory initiative. Now, the minority leader, Dr. Kesalato Forsing, has disclosed details of a government request before the Finance Committee for the granting of this $449 million worth of tax exemptions to 47 companies. The minority say that tax exemption cannot pass and they have decided to vote against it if it comes to the floor. In fact, at the uh, committee level that has stalled the process of considering this particular request, the minority insists it is a primary condition for agreeing with the government to pass the budget once it comes for a debate. Uh, listen to Dr. Kesalato Foxing, who has been disclosing details and vowing to name and shame. So all these taxes put together, and the way they've written it in such a way, they've written it in such a way that the details are not there. If you go into the appendices and look at the new tax handles, it comes to 11 billion. The minister himself has said it, that they are raking in 11 billion new taxes. But let me say this. Raking in 11 billion new taxes simple means that you are taking 11 billion new taxes from individuals and businesses from 2024 January to December 2024 in times like this. 11 billion. And that is what we have said that this government, we in the NDC, will find it very difficult to support these taxes for a simple reason. Number one, the finance committee of which I'm a member, in fact, I used to be the ranking, my colleague Onobu Adongo is now ranking that committee. This government has presented a number of memorandums to, through parliament to the finance committee, of which 47 companies under one district, one factory, 1D1F, He's giving tax exemptions worth $449 million, equivalent 
to 5.5 billion Ghana cities. Two points here. This government doesn't need new taxes in the first place. Because if you, if you actually require revenue, you won't give tax exemptions to companies that are closer to this government. And they, as, as soon as you just go to them, you said, I'm closer to this government, and there's no format, they'll just allow you to they grant you tax exemption. $459 million, 5.5 billion. Our position is, we will never have a conversation on these new taxes until they have withdrawn all of these tax exemptions. Because you see, it is like robbing Peter to pay Paul. They are asking you to pay these taxes. But in the end, they are taking your taxes and giving it to cronies of this administration. But how do you know that? For, no, but that's what it is. We've, we, we've checked the background of these companies. In the coming days, I'll publish the list of the companies. But exemptions are done because if you do the, the, the cost-benefit analysis and the long-term it benefits the economy, Look, so you grant them the exemptions so at this stage. So I can assure you that some of the companies they are giving exemptions to, they claim that they have items at the port and they will need to clear them for them to be able to finish their factory. We did background checks. The items have already been cleared and the factory has already been completed. So it's a scam. The whole system is a scam. I call it the new kickback. That's how I call it. Because you see, what is going on under that tax exemption regime is something we need to give it some public attention. But, it but is just not right. Evans, apart from that, today, Ghana is struggling to raise $600 million from the IMF, second review. $600 million. The money is here. The money is in this, in, in, in this economy. But you are giving tax exemptions worth $459 million to ordinary uh, to businesses that are closer to the government. So why, what are we doing? But, but no, I, does this really make sense? But that's what I'm it curious. makes no sense. If you have the details you just talked about, a, a company that is getting a tax exemption. Yes, I have the details. And the reason is that they have goods to clear from the port, but they've already cleared they've the goods. They've cleared it. The goods have been cleared, that, and, and, and for some of the factories have already been opened. question to us, what have you done about this? Because this so, is a very so, serious So that, that is why we have held it in abeyance at the Finance Committee. That is why we have held it in abeyance. So disclose. And, and so in the coming days, I'm bringing this matter to the public for proper scrutiny. And I will name and shame these companies. I will name and shame these companies. I will publish it in the coming days. Because clearly, so, and clearly and until these tax exemptions are dealt with, we in the NDC will not support it. We've done background work, and I can assure you that 50% of these companies, they have already finished the work that they are claiming tax exemption for. In fact, 50% is an understatement. Touch wood. We in the NDC will not support this tax policy, this tax exemption. And we will not have any conversation on the new taxes until all of this has been withdrawn. Finally, because it came from the government. The government should come and do the honorable thing by withdrawing all of this. Else, no tax policy will go through. And that is why we are saying that what they have done by introducing tax exemption, uh, new taxes worth 11 billion Ghana cities it's insensitive. In fact, it's most cruel, and it shows that this government is out of touch with the realities of the people. I mean, and, and just to be clear, you're not suggesting that the companies themselves have done something wrong. This no, is, no, 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 that's not what I'm initiative. saying. I'm saying that the government, government has initiative. brought this, these other companies, they have worked with, with, with these companies, but I'm surprised that government would take such a bold initiative, bold decision, 
to bring, um, what do you call it, um, a, tax, a request for a tax exemption to parliament at the time, at the time that these companies, they themselves are aware that they have finished the job. Mm. So what is the basis? And you said this is going to come to parliament for... It is already here. Mm. They, they are in parliament as we speak. In fact, they are before the finance committee and they are begging us to approve it. And we are saying no, so we will not reject, approve it. You're going to reject all that? We have already rejected it. Would it come for a vote? And when it comes to the floor, we are voting against it. At the committee level, have you, have you already decided? In fact, they, they have not put the question for the vote yet because they saw our mood and so they are scared to put it to vote. And if they had put in any of them to proper vote, they would have lost it and they would have to redraw it. So they are yet to put it to vote, but all of them has been discussed. So that there is the minority leader, Dr. Kekselato Forsing, and this is coming on the back of the 2024 budget read by the finance minister yesterday. And as you heard in there, it is a primary condition for the minority side when it comes to agreeing with the majority side in the government to have the budget approved. And he is promising to name and shame. In fact, in that interview, he goes ahead to list a number of the companies that are before the finance committee now uh, with a request by government to grant them tax exemptions worth 449 million dollars an accusation is that many of them the minority allege are uh, companies with links and affiliated with the new patriotic party well we wait for that further disclosure but it's obviously uh, dividing uh, uh, the finance committee already and may also actually lay the foundations for some acrimony once the budget comes for a debate and as you may know uh, there is a a bill before parliament right now uh, which is considering um, review of the tax exemptions regime i want to right now bring in senior lecturer uh, an, an economist as well with the university of ghana business school dr patrick assuming who joins us right now on this matter uh, doc thanks for your time here on top story uh, good evening and good evening to the listeners. Uh, what do you make of this tax exemptions regime? There's been talk about, you know, amending, reviewing that regime. Now we're learning from the minority leader, who obviously was a, f a former deputy finance minister, that there are 47 companies before them. They are considering giving them tax exemptions worth $449 million. Uh, Evan, that is quite surprising. And our history with tax exemptions is one that seems to communicate that we are actually not serious about addressing the exemptions. The tax exemptions and what to do to address them has been in our previous IMF programs. Sometimes there has been conditions. And sometimes it appears that we just prepare a bill to take a box and then we just uh, we, we just do that and then we actually not serious about addressing the exemptions. How much the exemption cost the Ghanaian economy in terms of how much revenue? The president has talked about it before. I think a couple of years back he said it cost us about two percent of our GDP. There's been other estimates that suggest that the exemptions cost us annually in the range of five to ten billion Ghana cities. Now that amount 
is more than what all the new taxes we've recently introduced fetter. And this is impact on our revenue base. It's something that is known to the president, the finance minister, the IMF has spoken about it, the World Bank has spoken about it. So for me, it seems like it's only a matter of some political will and absolute unwillingness to address the issue. And that is why we are here. Because, you know, at this point where we, we are really hard pressed for revenue, and then we keep giving out these exemptions, especially to companies that are absolutely profitable and they don't need it. And it appears also sometimes that maybe we use it to build a, or to cultivate political patronage. Otherwise, I struggle to understand why we haven't done much more to address the exemptions. Government always has a justification that if you do the cost-benefit analysis in the long run, the economy benefits. So these 47 companies, all of them from the minorities' disclosure, are companies under the one district, one factory. Is the intention okay? Is it the execution that is a problem? Well, if you say that in the long run it's beneficial to the economy, let them show us the numbers. What is the empirical basis for saying that ultimately the exemptions benefit us? When they say that, have they posted or have they done anything where they show us the benefit and the cost? That's, so you, we even have to question the intention. Yes, you can design a scheme that ensures that ultimately the longer term gain is higher. But I always seem too indiscriminate to suggest that there are any long term benefits that we are getting. So if, we, if the intention is right, let us see what, what is the basis, what, are, what research tells us that we are actually getting more from these exemptions than, than uh, we are getting. But the other thing you have to consider when we lose this money. What are we doing? Because we are not collecting these monies, we are forced to impose all manner of taxes that are hurting businesses. Some of it are even hurting Ghanaians because we are imposing more indirect taxes and the poor are being worse off for it. So even if you are saying you are doing analysis, you should go that detail. Not just that, oh, in the long run, these companies will bring us this. Have we seen those benefits uh, materialize? That's the question I want. And finally, how much do you read into the fact that we are on an IMF program and we know over the years tax exemptions, reviewing it is always one of the areas that the IMF would, will raise and flag. And yet, government has gone to parliament with a raft of you know, tax exemption requests for 47 uh, companies. How much are you reading into that? How much should we read into that? Does that mean much, considering that the IMF is still in town, wielding the cane over us? I have said in the past that we have learned how to dribble the IMF. Evans, if you look at some of the measures in our IMF 17, a lot of them were in IMF 16. And I think it's also the reason why some people begin to question the IMF itself. When you see that there are clear cases where governments are refusing to implement what they have agreed, and yet we keep coming back. So people legitimately question whether the IMF itself has any legitimate power or legitimate authority, knowing that whatever they are doing, the government 
always end up pushing the burden onto ordinary citizens. So, for me, it's not too surprising that ultimately our government will do whatever they want to do. And yes, there are some restraints that the IMF will be able to put on them, but ultimately, it unfortunately, suggests that the, the government will end up being as they please. Uh, Dr. Patrick Assuming, thank you very much. He's a senior lecturer, University of Ghana Business School, and an economist. Well, a day after the finance minister presented a budget to parliament, there is talk in the House that he is just about to resign. And tonight we're hearing from the majority leader, Sergei Mensabonsu, who says that claim that the finance minister, Ken Oferiata, is on his way out is just rumour, refusing to confirm or deny the rumours going around in Parliament. Yesterday, minority leader, Dr. Kaislato Forsing, told me on PM Express and that interview will be about to air in full that it is something that both sides of the house agree is about to happen. Listen to him. Well, there is rumor all over that the Minister of Finance is, is, is going to resign or they are sacking him in the coming days. And that um, this is his last budget. In fact, colleagues in Parliament is all over. So we have to say bye-bye to him for messing us up. But his legacy is there for everybody to see. What's the legacy? His legacy. And you, you know his legacy. This is the Minister of Finance. Who knows? how to borrow to benefit his personal business and those of his cronies. His legacy is that he will be remembered for destroying rival businesses. He will be remembered for destroying and bringing Ghanaian economy, particularly the financial sector, to its nails. He tortured pensioners, sent many of them to their early graves. Our finance minister is the one who gave cruel and painful haircut and destroyed many Ghanaian families. It should be noted that he is the one that plunged about 8.5 million Ghanaians into extreme poverty, according to the UNDPC. U U U UNDP. This is the same finance minister that is saying bye-bye to us. But let me tell you, Evans, he did not do this alone. He did it with the vice president, Dr. Baumia. He did it with him. He did it with the governor of the central bank, the one who described us as hooligans. He did it with him. These three are the faces of destruction. So they can let him go, but he will not go alone. I want to bring in my parliamentary correspondent, Kweku Asante, who is in parliament for us. Kweku, so that is the minority leader. You also had an interview with Kwame Abuja, who is the minority chief. He also repeated the same. Yes, Evans. In fact, these are rumors that are swelling around Parliament. They've gone in overdrive since the budget was presented yesterday. And according to Kwame Agoja, the understanding is that the Finance Minister's last major act as Finance Minister was the presentation that he rendered to Parliament yesterday. And that any moment from now, we may see his exit either through his dismissal or resignation. Keep saying that the, the final flight of any pilot he will try to perform the best takeoff and landing. This finance minister, if this is his last budget, which we are hearing, this is a very poor performance. And I'm not surprised that whilst the problems he created were not created by him solely, it was created with the blessing of the, the, the 
Dr. Baumia, who is the chairman of the, how do you call it, the, the economic management team, Dr. Baumia curiously decided not to follow him to parliament today. The governor of Bank of Ghana also decided not to follow him. They've left him to hang out and drive. And Kweku, you managed to get a word from the majority leader. What did he tell you? Yes, as soon as parliament adjourned today and the majority leader got out of the chamber, I went to him and I asked him directly about what the minority leader had said. He said that the minority leader must provide evidence to back those claims, but that generally that these were just rumors that he had also heard. Is this agreement that the finance minister will go? Is that information you have? Who said? The minority leader, Dr. Kizalato, forced him that the finance minister is on his way out. There's a certain agreement of something of the sort. I don't know of that. So the finance minister is staying? No, if he's told you that, go and ask him. I don't know of that. Okay. <laughs> and more majority members also began to chip in in this. They were emphatic yes. that he's staying. Yes, according to the MP for Doma East, Paul Chumberima, he believes that Ken Furiata has done a stellar job. And despite having also heard that these are rumors going around, he believes the finance minister will stay on and see off the job he has started doing since March of 2017. Going where? Coming from whom? From the minority leader himself. Yesterday he spoke minority to Minority leader. Minority leader is not appointed, uh, the, the person who appointed the finance minister. So I'll be surprised for her to hear such a thing from me. You take it serious. I mean, clearly, I've not heard anything of such sort. I don't think... With the good performance from the finance minister so far, the things that we are seeing, the changes that are, we, are, we, we are experiencing, I don't think um, um, living or anybody thinking of him living is, is a thought. That would there was a guard of honor for him when he arrived at the ministry. It hasn't really happened in the last seven years. He has been presenting by. I was not there, so I can't speak to that. I was not there, I can't speak to that. But how that I know that I've not heard of anything. I have no idea about what you are saying. Clearly, um, Kenneth Nanayao, Tuntukuno Furiata, has delivered. And we hope that he will continue to deliver. As he said, we've turned the corner. And quickly, the budget itself, the debate on it, what's the update? The budget debate is expected to commence on Monday after this weekend's post-budget workshop you will recall the controversy around the post-budget workshop and whether MPs were going out of Accra. Initially, the decision was to go to Rock City Hotel in Kwehu, but after public backlash about that decision, Parliament beat a backtrack and said that they were going to hold the post-budget workshop here in Parliament. So on Saturday and Sunday, MPs will be at work. They will be taking through the budget, the, the, the nitty-gritties of the, the, the budget as presented by the minister. And then on Monday, both sides will begin to debate it. The Speaker of Parliament has since referred the components of the budget to the respective committees. And from next week, we will see committee by committee coming to Parliament with their reports. The estimates will be discussed, there will be approval. And these claims that they have been taxes that have been introduced, if they come by way of revenue measures and bills, financial bills, all those will be taken by the Finance Committee, and then a decision will be taken on the appropriation before Parliament goes on break 22nd December. But this starts on Saturday, you say? It starts on Monday. The post-budget workshop will start over the weekend. MPs will be back in office to be taking through the budget as has been presented by the minister, the specifics of the budget, so that MPs will be on the same page. They will all understand that. And then on Monday, the debate itself will start. Between today and tomorrow, what is expected to be the major business in Parliament is the cocoa syndicated loan. 
today was expected to be taken, but the majority leader was worried about the numbers on the floor, and it was postponed. And so tomorrow, the first part of business, apart from questions and statements, will be the $800 million Cuckoo syndicated loan. Over the past few weeks, we've known that Cuckoo Board has been struggling to raise revenue to pay Cuckoo farmers. And so they are expecting that Parliament can approve the $800 million US dollar Cuckoo syndicated loan. They can raise money on the international market and start paying farmers. Kuku, thank you very much. And uh, that's it for Top Story. You want to share your thoughts with us? Do so. 055 Your thoughts on the uh, tax exemptions as revealed by the minority leader. But what about the, these conversations in Parliament that the majority side is saying is not one that is backed by any facts as uh, it relates to the rumor that the finance minister uh, may be on his way uh, out in terms of resigning the minority side seem to be very convinced that something that is about to happen let me hear from you zero five five one 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 nine nine seven